Hey, this is Matt Daniels, UNA Baptist Campus Minister, and you are listening to The Grant and Brody Show. And now we'll throw it to the extraordinary hosts themselves, Grant Wakefield and Brody Graven. For the first time since July, I can say welcome in, everybody, to The Grant and Brody Show. We've got a brand new episode for you coming to you from a brand new location in Florence, Alabama. We'll get to that in a minute. we got a lot to catch up on. Over the course of this school year, Jacob Davis is with us today. But before we get started, let's bring him in. He is the man of a thousand voices. Kojo Jr., Five Muse Miracle Man, my broadcast partner, my co-host, Brody Graver. Brody, welcome. Thank you, Grant. It really is good to be back. It feels different sitting here in the new in the new studio. It, it, it really does. New it location. Really, it, it feels great to be back. It really, really does. I'm so excited to get going. We've been trying to get this going for a while, but um, things just haven't lined up well. Me and Jacob have been on your tail trying to get you to... You know, we didn't want to do it without you because, I mean, your name is first in in the name. We didn't want to do it without Fair. you, but I'm, gl- I'm glad your schedule finally got a break in it to where we could do this. But, yeah, I'm excited to get going. Like you said, um, Jacob Davis, the regular, is, of course, with us. I'm back. I'm back. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, like Brody said, I'm uh, I'm really glad that we, we cut some time out to, to make this episode work this week. Um, I knew that... That it's um it's been a while since we've done one. I think the last time we uh, cut a cut an episode was that at my house or it was at it was at Richardson, Richardson Real Estate. Yeah. That's right. With, and uh, it's an it's, it's never been published. That's an unpublished episode. We yeah. never we never oh, wow. we never published. Okay. It. We yeah. cut it, edited so, it, and we just never published it, it. It may be a little outdated to publish at this point in time. Now. It might be like a, just a bonus episode. Yeah, because we it. talked about some, we talked about like the Barbie movie and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's it's been a hot minute. It's since been then. a hot minute. That, that might be clipped later. For a later episode, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good to be back here at, at um, the Grant Brody Show because you know this summer we really did swap locations around a lot. We uh, got to be at a bunch of different uh, recording studios, as we'll call them. But it's good maybe that the show's finally found uh, maybe a long term home. I for sure think it's going to be long term. I mean, absolutely. Um, is this the first thing, first thing you wanted to talk about, Grant? Is our new location? Yeah, I think so. I think it needs to be addressed first. So. Um, like Grant said, we have a new location. We're not in the dorm anymore. We are no longer in Maddie Lou 410. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we are. Um, we moved into a house here in Florence. We're not going to give you the address. That would be creepy. And all of Grant's um, crazy women that chase after him. Okay. We okay. We'll be leaving fan mail okay. in our mailbox and stuff. <laughs> but we, we, we are in a house, and it does have a little studio type area right off of our living room, and that's what we're in right now. We, we haven't come up with a name with it yet. Um, we hadn't sat, sat down really to think about it. That's true. We actually until I'm now. just not really putting thought into that. Um, I mean, I guess what's called a studio. I don't know. I mean, we have like a trophy shelf over here on the wall. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I will share. Maybe you know, they're we're not going to give away the house's address, but we will say they do have a view of the river. Oh, okay, that that is fair. Yeah, that is fair. fair. That, from from our fair. kitchen um, and dining room window, you can see the, the O'Neill Bridge. You can catch a glimpse of the bridge, and it looks it looks beautiful. At night you can't see it because there's no lights on it. But during the day and like sunrise, sunrise, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. So it's currently November the eighth, and uh, like you said, we hadn't cut a podcast since July. So a lot has happened, and um, a lot has happened really with you, Brody, taking up a bit of a music career, haven't we? Over the last uh, couple of months, I guess you could call it a music career. Um, I will start out with back. And was it late? It was August the twenty late August. I guess it was, I think it was August twenty fourth. I don't know why that date is in my mind, but um, we did the main month music fest, and that was um, a music festival that UPC put on. And um, 
um, Dessa and Mallory, they collaborated. They're on UPC. Y'all probably don't know who that is. If they're listening, they know who they are. But um, That's their shout-out. <clears throat> that is. You know, Mallory doesn't show. deserve a shout-out for what happened. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll probably tell that story about what happened with Mallory. But, yeah, they asked me if, if I wanted to perform, and I was like, I don't, what do you mean perform? Like, I don't know how to play the guitar. Like, I, like, I just be playing tracks. Well, ended up, I did play some tracks. Um, I played five songs. I opened for, um, who all was there, Jacob? Abigail, Virginia. Abigail, Virginia, and Moore and Company um, was the headliner. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I played five songs total. Um, I started off with a track of Dancer Home, I think is what we did. And then after that, Jacob came out with his guitar. We pulled up. The exact stools we're sitting on now. (laughs) The exact stools sat down and played um, Whoever's in New England. I then came back out and did She's Country by Jason Aldean with the track. Brought Jacob back out one last time. Did um, I Wish Grandpa's Never Died by Riley Green. And then I finished it up with... um, when it rains, it pours. Um, track, of course, and then brought out um, Connor Byers, aka Luke Combs, to sing the last bit with me. If you're around UNA, went to Step Sing last year. You are familiar with him. He looks a lot like Luke Combs. Not to mention, we uh, Brody was kind enough to let the uh, rest of the artists use the stools that we're currently seeing. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That they were sweaty too. The stools definitely were cleaned after that. Well, I will <laughs> say to be fair that that was. That was one of the hottest and most humid nights. Oh, of it was the whole very, very true. Was we were at a dripping. soccer game. We were at a soccer game that night. And that was probably, I think, our hottest broadcast we had all year. It was bad. Like I so, remember, like my blue jeans were like. Me, me and Brody, water. we both, you know, Brody played the country music, of course, and and I uh, played the guitar for him for a couple songs. So we tried to put on the country. You know, you had to fit the fit the part, and we went with blue jeans, and that was just it was miserable. It was bad we had, shorts. Bad, I mean, we, bad, <laughs> bad decision. I mean, we had well, to do it, but it was one of those things that if I'd have went out there and, and it was a win lose tennis situation. shoes, if I went out there in tennis shoes and played country music, that would have been just ridiculous. And I, I just, no, there's no chance I would have done that. Yeah, you would have lost all credibility as a country singer. Oh, absolutely. So. That was just a start. That of, was a of start. Career. Is, that was a start. Are we going to cover the rest of it later, or are we going to go into that? Because that skips a lot of the stuff we want to talk about, chronologically, if we're going that way. We can go in chronological order. Okay, so. what was after that? Well, we really didn't cover the whole move-in process and oh, all yeah. the fun that went yeah, into that. yeah, yeah. I don't even know so, how to cover the moving process. I mean, we have a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house, and, yeah, one bathroom for me and Grant both, and it is rough sometimes. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of um, a lot of disagreements and arguments that have broken out just involving <laughs> that one bathroom. That, that's, and yeah. it's not even, like, who's in there at the time. It's mostly of, like, Grant will get – I'll get mad at Grant for leaving his towels on the floor, and then Grant will get mad at me for – I think it's safe I don't even to know say, what Grant gets mad at me for. I think it's safe safe to say that that bathroom has come in between y'all figuratively and literally. It is between our bedrooms. <laughs> literally, that's yeah. good. That's good. It is. Oh, it's good. So we moved in. I think it was July the. Th- we got to move in earlier than we thought. A lot earlier than we thought. It was before the uh, river retreat. We can talk about that. It too, was right a little before bit. the river retreat. Yeah. Um. So, all three of us really got to help with the river retreat uh, over at Earl Trent uh, first weekend in August, but. With us moving in, we moved in on the 29th. It was the last Saturday in July. And uh, it, was, it was an early morning, but we got it done relatively quickly, I'd say, Bernie. I would say, because you got here, because I remember, you know, if y'all don't know, my parents are Karen and Darren. <laughs> and he, my dad goes by Bubba. But my mom's name is Karen. I feel like we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I told him, I was like, I want to, like, 
Like, I want to pack up, like, the night before we're supposed to go, like, in Halo, get everything packed up, everything loaded on the trailer, like, um, the dresser, like, the bed, everything, out, mattress, I want everything, like, I want to get everything ready so that, you know, I think it was a Saturday, right? Yeah. It was yeah, a it was Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning, we can, you know, load up and we just leave and it'll be easy. Well, we didn't get everything loaded up Friday night, and so that didn't help, <laughs> and then... We left like an hour and a half later than I wanted to. And like, of course, my parents were like, it's no big deal. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get here. So Grant was here like two hours before I was. Yeah. And so he was practically moved in like, and I think y'all had come in the day before we even moved in we came to in, clean. Yeah, right? we came in for a little bit and cleaned. And then, which, um, which that helped out the process uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Shout out to then, Gracie for cleaning my baseboards. That was clutch. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, we got moved in, and um, we had to keep a lot of stuff in this house, too. Um, <laughs> like those ugly pillows that don't match anything. Okay, so we have a couple okay. pillows that are absolutely ugly. Like, one of them's like mustard yellow. And the other is like a... And like a booger green. And then there's yeah. some blue attached on that. But Like, it looks like yeah. somebody's grandmother put this together. Which, I mean, that's sweet and all, but, but you know. But not really in a good fit, way. No, not in, like, really a wholesome the, way. You know, the core of the room. Yeah. Now, now, granted, it is a nice couch and chair. It, it definitely... I, it, I think it's, it's comfortable. We've had a couple people say that this couch is so uncomfortable. Like, Meg. Meg sat down for the first time and was like, this yeah. couch is so uncomfortable. That's I'm probably thinking. because it wasn't made in Hartzell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check and see where it was made at with yeah. factory. That'd be yeah. hilarious if it was actually made. Like, made. it came from Hartzell. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. It'd probably change how she looked at it then. It would. She'd be like, I'm going to buy uh, this from you. Um, something that Grant kind of mentioned earlier that I just kind of want to run back over was the river retreat. Uh, we all got the privilege of working that at the beginning of August. And uh, I was a counselor, and Brody and Grant were support staff. Mm-hmm. And they're actually going to be on leadership next year, uh, oddly enough. So that'll be a really cool thing for them, you know, to get to be on that side of it versus the you know, kind of the grunt work side of it as they were this year. But, you know, something I kind of do want to celebrate while we're on here is just, you know, me and Brody got to see one of our, uh, one of the guys in our family group come to know the Lord that yeah. weekend. And yeah. that was, you know, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen him kind of at the BCM and stuff. So mm-hmm. just kind of want to celebrate that while we're on that topic. Yeah. I was going to say like celebrate like the fruits of that, not just in y'all's family group, but the one I kind of got to help out with a little bit. I've seen those guys around there. You've been active and then there's been other people that I've, come to know and other stuff that uh, that they went to the river retreat but uh, but they're at the BCM and they're actively in a church so that's also a good thing to get to see um yeah um <clears throat> something else I want to mention is uh as me you know we've kind of got to know Reed Willis a little bit he uh he's somebody that was in our family group at the river retreat and now he is um you know been coming to Underwood and been coming to yeah, the BCM and yeah and it's kind of been cool to get to know him and just see how you know you get to meet people and and kind of find new brothers and sisters in Christ through through that. So that was really really cool experience. I'm I'm glad I did it. Which the the day before when we prepped for it, I really wasn't sure if it was going to be worth the whole um, you know weekend of doing yeah. it and everything. And and that's the way it usually goes with stuff like that. You're like you know why do I even want to you know do this? It's going to be so terrible, you know. And then usually once it's over, you're like man, I cannot wait to do that again. Yeah. Um. So fast forward a few more months. Where uh, what was that? What's something big in de- in September? Um, in our lives that happened. The week of homecoming. 
Yeah. We had our oh, big, yeah. We had uh, homecoming week was in September. It was actually the week of my birthday, which, you know, not trying to celebrate my birthday in November. But, <laughs> Want a um, cookie? <laughs> <laughs> one of Amari's. Yes. Yeah, those are so but, good. Um, you know, we had homecoming that week, and we uh, – who was it we played that week? Was Eastern it Kentucky. Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, I don't think we came out with a win we did not. that weekend. But uh, the whole week, I would say, as a whole, was a success. Other than that, was a win. Uh, we Everything had, else was, yeah. We had, um, you know, a lot of cool things happen that weekend. We had, win- you know, the window painting event. Um, and then Tuesday, we, we did a big blood drive. And my man Brody over here uh, – Almost went down on us. He uh, <laughs> I gave a lot of platelets, and then Jake. I was we were working the event, and I, we, me and Jake have been there since seven a.m. We've been there since seven a.m. Like getting things set up for um, Life South to come in and set everything up, and I was only supposed to work until like ten, and then go to my class or work till eleven, go to my math class for an hour, and then come back. Actually, I think I was done after the math class. But anyways, I, I decided to come back and help, and I could like I stayed like the rest of the day, and I'd go, given platelets that morning. And of course, like they take the the blood out of you, take the platelets out with this machine, and they pump back into you. Which he messed up though, because they asked him when he, you know, they said your mm-hmm. blood looks really good. You know, can we can we get the platelets from you instead of just regular blood? And he was like, Oh yeah, for sure, that'd be yeah. that'd be great. He didn't realize it was going to take a little longer. It how long? Did it, <laughs> hour and fifteen minutes. Seventy five minutes. Yeah, this is what you told it me. was. It was wild. Like, and they didn't tell me that, so they, so they sat me down and like, of course they stuck me with it, get everything going on, turn the machine on. They're like, By the way, um, you don't have anywhere to be, do you? And I was like. I don't see why it matters now. I'm already hooked up. They're like, this is going to take 75 minutes. And I was like, oh. So I sat there. And in this little, like, those chairs were awful. Yeah, it was. It they were like, like old a, beach like chairs. Like a poolside chair. Yeah. Like, it was and terrible. Like, so, and not the good kind. Like, the one yeah. with, like, the individual straps that, like, yeah. suspension hold you. And that, it was pretty bad. Like, my my legs and butt cheeks went I will say, though, they, had a, they had a killer snack selection. And then mm-hmm. for lunch, they went and brought Domino's pizzas. So, yeah. You know, I I was there all day because that was my event. So I um I kind of, you know, I ate some pizza and had some snacks. They had the Gatorades in a can. Those are always nice. Oh yeah, um, good. Oh, yeah. But kind of moving on in that week, we uh, moved Thursday. We had the Line Olympics, which was I think that was a great success. At the end, we finished that off with a relay race and a tug of war. Hype, hype man Brody over here. That was my favorite event. Was I, absolutely getting into that. I one. got into it. If if anybody listening was there. You know that I had no voice. Like I think what, what a week after oh, that, it was, it was rough. Like, I yeah. could not like say a sentence without having a voice crack for probably a week after that. And after that, it was still like still like healing and, after the week. And for those of you who don't know, Brody, he was um, he was kind of over the guys uh, the guys bracket, and he struggled to move around at first because uh, a week <laughs> prior he had <laughs> oh my god he had done something um, a little oh um, yeah this has got to be shared this cannot go so, unshared. So for those of you who know, we go to Underwood Baptist Church on Wednesday nights, and after the service is over, we, you know, they encourage us to stay and hang out and get to know each other and, uh, you know, do all sorts of things. Like a lot of people play basketball. There's usually a basketball game going on, uh, ping pong. We usually play a big game called jungle pong. And so, Brody, I'll let you, I'll let you talk about what happened next. So it's really embarrassing, but um, we've talked about jungle pong on here before I'm sure but it's like a big game of ping pong there's probably you know at least 15 people playing at a time there can be less but it's usually a solid amount of people and like you hit the ball starts off like regular have to serve it to the other person it hits on one side hits the other side but instead of hitting it before it's the ground you have to hit it after it bounces one time on the ground and then once they hit it it has to hit the table the top of the table then hit the ground and the next person hits it and you go through like all however many people's playing like we've had probably what 25 30 people oh, yeah. playing before like it's oh, yeah. crazy 
And then, so I'm playing, and it gets intense. Like, you're running around the table, diving, jumping, trying to get there. Well, um, we talked a little bit about the the Barbie movie in the episode we didn't post. I don't know if you wanted to go here with this or not. It's really embarrassing. I guess you are. If I have to tell a story, I might as well do it. Okay. Well, um, I've been singing I'm Just Ken over there with Luke Blaylock because we love that song. It's funny. And I didn't realize that I was out of place. And my some the person in front of me had was like about to hit the ball. And I'm like over at the other side of the gym with Luke. And I realize it. And I take off in a dead sprint back. And I'm sprinting back to the table. And this person steps out in front of me. And I'm a large man moving at a, as fast as I can really go, which is pretty fast for my size, but still. And I can't stop very quickly. So when I get to him, I'm like, if I hit this person, they're going to be hurt. Like, they're, they're yeah. going to hit the ground. Yeah. So I was like, I got to make a move. So I went to jump out of the way. And when I did, I landed back down on my ankle. And it just rolled. And, like, bad. Like, my ankle touched the ground. Like, I felt it, like, pop. And, like, it, it made, it like, a crackling noise. Like, it was terrible. And, like, I was, like, at first I was, I've never rolled my ankle like that before. Like, never in high school, baseball, football, never. And I get up, and I'm, like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, this hurts really, really bad, but I'm trying to walk, and I'm limping. And I was, like, okay, you know, it's, it's getting worse. So I, I walk over there and sit down on the couch, and I, like, pull my shoe and sock off. And my ankle is the size of a grapefruit, like, yeah, already, within, like, the first minute. And it was it was tough. But I went to the doctor. They said it wasn't broken that they could tell. Um, from the swelling, it was hard to see, but they didn't think it was broken that the ligaments just might be torn. But if it didn't get better, it got better with about three and a half weeks. But yeah, that yeah, was good. Had to be in a boot for a little bit. So during the line Olympics, yes, he was, was in, in a, a boot. In a and boot. for all of homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. All of that week, you're in a boot. Yeah, as well. Yeah, we uh, that was that was a crazy week. And then you know it, we get, we got really busy after that. And this just kind of just letting you in on why we hadn't been able to cut a new episode. But you know the next weekend, I was out of town. I went to the Alabama Texas A&M game and then the next weekend we actually went to Charleston South Carolina me and Brody with our UPC group and went to um, a conference went to a conference out there and then when we finally got back it was time for something that was uh we weren't really planning on doing or maybe we had talked about it a little bit but something that was it turned out to be a lot bigger than we expected it was it was pretty wild so before we left so um Battle of the Bands is this competition that goes on at UNA every year and the last few years, what they've done with Battle of the Bands is the winner from Battle of the Bands gets to go on and be a pre-opener for Spring Concert. Which, for those of you who don't know, Spring Concert is, uh, that is, you know, like last year we had Young Gravy, Riley Green's been here before, uh, 24K Golden, T-Pain, some of those people. That's yeah. kind of what Spring Concert is. It's at Flowers Hall, and it's usually at CBNS Angle. Bank Arena. Yeah, yeah CBNS Bank, C- Bank Arena. Excuse me, guys. We haven't yeah. we haven't talked about that on here. So <laughs> for those of you who don't know, it's now CBNS Bank Arena. That's right. So, um, yeah, and we were like, before we went, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to do this, but, like, I've never had a band. Like, I know it'd be fun to do, but, like, it's not, you know, battle the track. So, I, like, I couldn't, like, just, you know, do that. And I wasn't just about to get me and Jacob... Or, or Mark Lowry up there playing the guitar because, like, you know, the goal was to be, you know, entertaining and just up there acoustic set was mm-hmm. not going to be very entertaining. So I was like, man, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. So I talked to Mark about it, and he was like, man, I can get Will Gordon, the drummer from the BCM. He was like, if, I mean, like, I can get him involved and, like, you know, I'll play guitar. And he's like, he's he, like, Will knows some people. He's yeah, like, he's like can find a couple pretty much guys. what he told me was like, because I was like, man, I got to go to Charleston, you know, for a week, and like, I'm not going to be here, and like, we won't get to practice. He said, as long as you commit to singing, I'll get the rest of the guys. That's all you have to worry about. So I was like, okay. So, 
he, you know, he got Will with drums. Um, got a bass player, Patrick Crummy, best best player in best bass player in the two five six. Josiah McBee, electric guitar, um, and of course Jacob played acoustic guitar as well as Mark, and we went together from there, and it was it was great. We had um, a battle of the bands was on Thursday night, and then after the um, big room on a Monday night, we started our first practice, and all we had was Mark, you, Will on drums. And Patrick, Patrick on bass. bass. Josiah, our electric guitar player, was not there. Yeah, he didn't make an appearance till Wednesday. Yeah. And Wednesday, Patrick wasn't able to be there because, you know, he helps lead worship at his church. And it was really cool, you know, to see that Thursday during soundcheck was the first time that we all got to play together. An hour before it started. And it was, it actually yeah. sounded, which I knew that, that Josiah and uh, Patrick were very, and Will, of course, too, and even Mark are very good musicians very, and very good. they were able to pick it up a lot better than than me and you know me and you could which you know oh my gosh you held it together with you tied it <laughs> tied a big bow on top with your singing but um they definitely you know were able to uh, really make it come together that Thursday during sound check and yeah. and we we rocked the house down I think it's I, safe to I say I think it was like the first time Grant you were in there um after big room on Monday night when we practiced yeah, the first the, the time were, so let me give you the set okay. the set list yeah. um, we were on, with Battle of the Bands the rule was you could play three songs there wasn't a time limit but you get three songs so like you could talk a little bit in between but you know you, you play more than three songs you're going to lose points or be disqualified or something i don't really know how that works so we started off with brand new man um and then we went into dancer home and then we finished it off with when it rains at fours like three really upbeat songs trying to just have fun so start off with brand new man Monday night and Grant. I'll let you just talk about this. How did like? Cause I mean, I, I don't know how it sounded really from up there on the stage. You can't hear anything in the BCM. The monitors aren't really great. So well, the like, building's uh, like a million years that's old. That's true. So. That's true. Um, how, how did it sound? Like give give me give me like a like a story time of like what you things leading up to it, and then like your experience of like what you heard and how how it went. So I knew that they were like practicing and all that. So once the service ended, they they Grant, went. And Grant's got our set manager, up. by the way. And I'm, I'm doing air quotations right now because he. Um, selfishly told me, he said, I'm not going to start my work until y'all make it big, is what he told me. And I said, I, no, 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 no. What does that even no, mean? No, 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 no. Uh, I didn't say He's going to change his story now. I'm not he might have been joking, story. but he did say that. I said, I was going to let you handle the Battle of the Bands because you booked that yourself. You got that figured out. I'd handle, I'd start on the other things okay. because that was your event. I'll let you change your story. It's fine. But going back to that night, so once the service ended, they went and started getting set up. I went into a meeting in a different room in the BCM and came back out and as I was walking into the big room they started and it it sounded near like the actual song was and I said and it really got a lot of people's attention that were sitting out in the, like the little like I don't know what would you call it living the, room area I don't the know, foyer foyer of the, lobby foyer of whatever the BCM. um of the BCM it got a lot of people's attention in there um but certainly it, it I said if I was in that other room in that meeting, listening to that, I probably would have thought it was a track being played over the top of, over the speakers. Is you this know, just so, our manager talking? Or no, is no, it's legitimately, <laughs> like, it, it sounded that, for y'all's first time to just break out The first time we ever that. played, like, we had, we didn't, like, do a little trial run, that, that was it, we were like, Will, you start the beat, and then we'll hit it. Yeah, that like, that, that was the most impressive part of all And of when it. I knew, but, I knew that we had a chance to win, I didn't know, you know, of course, you, you can't ever know that you're going to win, but... I knew that we had a chance mm-hmm. and that we were we had the potential mm-hmm. when when Meg told us that she thought we could win cuz that was it. She was our <laughs> toughest critic the whole time. If, she was the, from the start she was like, you know, 
I, you know, you think you'll have enough time, you know, and she was, and she was right. Everything she said was exactly right. We, I mean, we didn't even start planning it. We didn't even have songs picked out until the Monday before. Mm-hmm. But I knew when, when we finished that first practice and she said, y'all have a chance to win this thing. I yeah. knew that we really had a chance because she's going to give me honest feedback. And, you know, that was really awesome. I was like, I think that as a group, we're going to sound really good. Um. If you know Meg, you know that she is very serious and she's not afraid to tell you what she's thinking. So I asked Meg, I was like, Meg, do you mind like sitting in and listening just to like tell us like, because like, let's be honest, like if you don't think that we sound good at all, like I want to hear it. Like I want to know like what we need to improve on. And after we, she didn't really say anything after Brand New Man. She just kind of sat there and was still like processing. And then after Dancer Home, she was like, okay, that you know, that's two in a row. It's almost like she was waiting for a look to run out after Brandon Man. She's like, okay, there's no way they both, like, the yeah. first two songs sound good. So after that, she, like, walked over there and she was like, I'm going to be honest. Like, that was really good. And, like, y'all, like, sound, like, really, really good. So yeah. I was, it, was, it was good to get that feedback from her. Yep. Um, something else, you know, it's – and Grant gave us good feedback, too. But, you know, um, it's – we had a lot of good feedback from people at the BCM because, you know, like Grant said, they come in there and – uh, listen to us a little bit. It was it was good to actually perform for you know a smaller crowd, and that way we you know weren't going into it with you yeah. know the hundred people that were there or whatever. Um, but you know I will say that there was a lot of good talent that was uh, displayed during Battle of the Bands. You know, oh my I mean, gosh, there was, yes. Um, and there was the cool thing was there was all different types of music and yeah. genres. Uh, there was somebody with a saxophone that that was really that cool. Was so good. And then. Um, the first band that went, I think that what was the name of their band? Carpet, Carpet Burn. Burn. Yeah. That the uh, the vocalist was uh, he was very talented, mm-hmm. um, and just it was really cool. All all the band all the bands that were backstage were were really really nice people. You know they weren't um, they all told us we did good. We told them they did good, and uh, they were telling everybody else they did good too. You know we yeah. even had um, you know a group that uh, we had a guy who is uh, name's Leo. He did his own rap song, and yeah. he wrote the whole thing, which was really cool, too. Leo's awesome. I love Leo. That was, I was probably going into it, I was most excited to hear Leo's Me set. Me, too. Because, For sure. like, I knew that he, he was going to bring that, and he did bring the house down. Like, the backup dancers and everything with the lights, it looked really good. Like, obviously, we couldn't see much from, like, the side stage over there, because we were waiting in line, but... Everything sounded good, and from where we were, everything looked good, too, and the crowd loved them, too. Mm-hmm. And that was what was really cool is the fact that, you know, we, we were singing songs that, that everybody knew and, you know, songs that other people wrote, but he wrote most of those songs, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I think tough. I don't know about the, all three of them, but I know for sure two of them he, mm-hmm. he wrote. So that was really cool to see, um, see the, the songwriting ability because I know, you know, if you know Brody, he's, he's really big on uh, – on songwriting too when it comes to artists and that's something that's very near and dear to his heart it so is. i knew he would have an appreciation for that too if you're a long-term listener you know that um george Strait loses a lot of credit with me i'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna say george Strait. i'm not gonna say he sucks because he is good he's definitely a country music icon but you know guys like alan jackson and mm-hmm. riley even riley, there was an interview with riley green yeah and they asked him like who his favorite artist was and like or something like that or who the best was and he said alan jackson was up there just because he writes his own music. Yeah. He wrote his own. He obviously doesn't do it anymore, but he wrote his own music. And that, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who hold that, you know, hold that quality very, very high on the totem pole. So, yeah, that that is a big thing with me. And it was very impressive that, and just the lyrics of his songs, especially "You and Anthem." Like I like listening to it like for the first time. Like the first time it was, I didn't really like pick up on some of it. But like the second, third time of me listening to "You and Anthem," it was like you could pick up just like the minor details about campus that just like flow so well in it like talking about like specific things it was it was awesome I and love it's, it. it's one of those songs that you know where 
if you if you go to UNA or have gone to UNA, uh, then you really appreciate it because some of the um, you know some of the lines in it are just so. Uh, I guess clever is not the word I'm thinking of, but that's the only Relatable. word. Relatable. Yes, because like you yeah. can, you're just like, wow, I see that on campus, or you know, I yeah. I get that, and other people don't because you know it's a specifically UNA thing, yeah. and that was really cool. And the fact that he put that in his song lyrics is extremely impressive. Yeah. Um, so, so y'all won Battle of the Bands. We did. Um, open it up for spring opening opening the spring concert. Artist has not been announced. It yet. has not been announced yet. Won't be announced by these two guys sitting right here. And, so. and just, just so you know, Grant has no idea who it is. I have no idea. It's, that is a fact. I if have you go no to UNA, you know that spring concert artists is always kept a big secret until, until February. Until Step Sing. And, yeah. and then it is announced at Step Sing every year. Except for last year. They, they wait a little bit longer. But most of the time it's announced at Step Sing. So with y'all opening up for the spring concert, well, what does that mean? Like You're going to be out on the stage in front of a lot of people from this campus. At least 3,000, I think. Or like, however... You know, yeah. it holds. I think they said last year with Young Gravy, um, they, it was sold out, and I think they said it was around three thousand people. You mm-hmm. know, because you have to fit the stage in there, so that takes out a little bit of seating, for the most part. Like with the standing room, like the pit, and then up in the higher stands of yeah. Venus Bank Arena, it's around three thousand. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of people if it sells out. It's going to be a lot yeah. more than just your, you know, Battle of the Bands or Main Month Music Fest, where we had, you know, fifty to a hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll definitely be something that we'll have to prepare for and put in a lot more. Uh, time and practice than four days like oh, we yeah. did three you days know, yeah we can't we three can't days. start we can't start on monday this time like we did for battle oh, yeah, of we're definitely gonna start for, and that's another thing i'm glad you said that with like the 50 to 100 people and like um even though there's not there wasn't as many people at battle of the bands as there will be spring concert um it was like their their participation helped so much because like you know, like they were like there was one part during Dancer Home, like I was like everybody dancing, like everybody like line dance with me, stuff like that. The crowd participation helped so much and it just went a long way with them, just everybody having fun. So that was a big thing. So, um, if we get the crowd partici- the crowd participation at Spring Concert like we did at Battle of the Bands with all those extra people, it's gonna be wild. So also one more thing we want to uh, congratulate our college pastor, Trey Mitchell. He was inducted into the UNA Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, homecoming week, he had a great uh, baseball career here at UNA, and uh, just a great accomplishment for him to get uh, inducted into that as well. Yeah, if you know Trey, you know that he uh, he loves the spotlight, and he, <laughs> <laughs> he will talk your ear off. Like he will walk up to you like in the middle of a grocery store and talk to you for an hour. For those of you <laughs> no, who don't that's know, not true. Um, Brody last uh, last January, um, did we talk about this? Brody got to ride the passion with I Trey don't know. and. And Trey maybe talked for again. two minutes the whole yeah, four-hour ride Atlanta. I rode shotgun, and um, um, there were two things we talked about before we crossed before we crossed the bridge, <laughs> headed to Muscle Shoals to like, get on the highway towards Birmingham and, of course, into Atlanta. Um, he showed us a picture of a deer that he had on camera, and that was it. Until um, No, that's not it, because we stopped. I remember it was at the bridge right by the hospital. We stopped at the red light, and our rental van made this weird noise, and he looked at me and goes, was that us? And I said, I hope not. And that was it. That was it for probably another hour. Didn't say a word. And then um, that was before um, I got baptized because that was the first of the year. And then I got baptized January the 11th. And he like, there was, it was just so awkward. Like everybody else was asleep. And he said, so? And just like paused. And I was like waiting for him to say, he's like, you still good to get baptized? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, all right. And that was it for like another two and a half hours. <laughs> and then the next thing was probably like, where are we eating? So needless to say, Trey really ate up that 
um, you know, the weekend oh, yeah. he had to go up and give a speech and ride in the parade and mm-hmm. be on the field at the half and receive his award and all that. It was, you know, that was really something I'm sure he was really looking mm-hmm. forward to was having oh, all yeah. the all the spotlight on him and all that sort of stuff. But it was cool. Me and Brody at the tailgate that Saturday, we got to go into the um, into the tent that uh, that Trey, uh, the what was it called, the president's tent. Yeah. That, that they got to yeah. go and sit under, you know, they had food for them and stuff. And um, and if uh, some of the other people that were there with him, he had some some plus ones, I guess you'd call them. Was, uh, plus eight, I think. <laughs> really. But, um, you know, his sister and brother-in-law were there, wife and uh, son Graham, of course. And then um, our uh, youth pastor at Underwood, Matt Beerhouse, was there. <laughs> and it was so funny as, as, you know, they were there before the game and – as the uh, the kicker's warming up for UNA, he's kicking field goals and extra points, and and uh, you know this is down there uh, where their tents at, and the craziest part was when, when we walked up to the tent, we hear heads up, heads up, heads up, and, and it's Matt trying to catch the the field goals, and we're like, this is a grown man out here trying to catch the field. Goals. <laughs> it was it made my Saturday. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But nonetheless, congratulations to Trey. It's just a great honor. Uh, for him to get inducted into the UNA Athletic Hall of Fame. We'll take a break real quick. That's kind of been just like a massive recap of what's happened since uh, we have got moved in, and uh, we'll talk about some more current stuff on the other side. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Grant and Brody Show. We are in our new studio in our new home in Florence, Alabama. And um, we are um, celebrating something exciting tonight, Grant. For the first time in a while, the King of Country returns to the CMA Awards in Nashville, Tennessee. And he is playing a tribute to Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefers tonight. And I'm, I'm excited for him to be back. I didn't think he would ever play another show just because of his, you know, his health declining. Yeah. But I... I, I I'm saying it out loud. Alan Jackson is performing live tonight in Nashville, Tennessee, and I could not be more pumped. I, I, I tried to find a ticket. If church, I tried to find if a church ticket. church wasn't on Wednesday nights, Brody would be there. I'm going to be honest. If I could have found a ticket for cheap, I'd have went to see Alan Jackson perform potentially for the last time. I mean, like, I think it's a big deal for him to – I think it's just because him and um, – Jimmy Buffett were so close yeah. that he's like, I can't miss out on this opportunity to you know play his tribute. It, it is Wednesday, November 8th, by the way. I don't – um, I don't think you ever said that, did you? I don't know if I did or not, but it is Wednesday, November 8th, and unknown at the moment when this episode will be published, but Wednesday, November 8th was the CMA Awards, so if Brody refers to tonight, it's November 8th. That is factual. So, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Brody and uh, Alan Jackson have always had a, a special a special bond. Um, Brody's, he's, you know, he's, Alan Jackson's his favorite, uh, number one in his heart when it comes to country music. And I, I really think that, you know, um, with the passing of Jimmy Buffett this year, it's, it's going to be cool to see him up there. Um, 
I'm sure, you know, you think they'll perform at 5 o'clock or, you know, what's – is it – I think with, with Zach Brown Band there, yeah, it'll Zach be knee-deep with them. They'll do like they – I don't know. I was, what was the last tribute concert that they did at one of these? Oh, who, who was it? I know who you're talking about, but I forgot who it was. Was oh, it Kenny Rogers or somebody? No. No, who it was, was somebody it? before him. It was, um, I mean, after him. They they did a Charlie Daniels one. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking I don't thinking think it of. was the last one, though. I could be wrong. Um, it might have been Kenny Rogers. Oh, it was an Alan Jackson tribute. They did They did an Alan Jackson tribute a couple years. When was it? It was last year? Yeah, it was two, last year. Last year, two years ago? It was last year, and then two years ago they did it. Like but a it was just because country. it's because he won. Um, like Artist of a Lifetime. Artist of a Lifetime yeah. Award. Yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, um, it, I think it's really cool. You know, Zach Brown Band's going to be there too, and this is probably as far south as they come. Really, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I, well, well, they, they go, go to like Tampa and stuff like yeah. that, but like far as like as our far, section as of the far south, as true south. So, uh, I mean, I hate to say that because Florida is, you know, the most southern yeah, but state there is. They're different. They have Florida men. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, but they're, you know, they're hardly ever. I mean, we have Walker County men, but they have Florida men, yeah. which is worse. Hardly ever do they come to places like, uh, you know, Birmingham or Huntsville or anywhere in Mississippi or, or even Atlanta. They don't really come to Atlanta all that mm-hmm. much either. So, um, it is cool to see them in a place as southern, you know, as uh, close to the country music mecca that is Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And um, they're actually going on tour with Kenny Chesney. That was announced. And I sent that to y'all. Yeah. Y'all because yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they'll yeah. be in Nashville and Atlanta. And like like you said, that's rare for them to come around this. So um, I think August the 3rd is when they'll be in Nashville. And I think May 18th is when they will be in Atlanta. So that's something we're going to be looking out for with tickets. Because oh, yeah. I love that ground band. And that's on my bucket list to go see them in concert. Just because they put on such a good show. Like I saw a video of they somebody walked out there with a box of chickens and just dumped it on the stage. And they just played a song. It's probably, I, I don't, what song would it have been? Chicken fried, fried, probably. Chicken <laughs> it's probably chicken fried. They just dumped a box of chickens out on the stage and just played a song with them wandering around. I was like, what in the world are they doing? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, uh, in other country music news, uh, Cody Johnson released his new album last yeah. Friday. Uh, I think Brody was one of the first ten people to listen to that probably. Uh, more than likely. More than likely. I was sitting right here on this couch, um, and um, I pumped it yeah just just like i was waiting for it just grant was here. grant was here with me it was 11 directly 11 o'clock i was right refreshing as fast as i could and um played it the first song i listened to was leather and it was pretty good until it got to the yippee kaye yippee <laughs> and the more i listened to it it's okay because it is like what you know old western cowboy stuff but like at the same time it just it just threw me off guard really just because i didn't yeah, expect it's, it it's kind of like in the in the other song that's on there make me a mop you know it's a make me mop. i made song. fun of it so hard it's a great truly... song but uh it starts out you know it plays a little tune he on don't the even guitar. sing he just goes, he goes make me a mop <laughs> just says it and then but, he goes into singing of course mm-hmm. but it's one of those it just catches you off guard yeah, yeah, and on top of that, Cody Johnson is performing tonight at the CMAs. He's performing the Painter, which is from that new album that he released back. He released it early in August, and that's a well, I know that's a great song. Um, there we go. Yeah, there's a lot of good songs on the new album. Um, even there's a lot of good uh, collabs or uh, you know features mm-hmm. as you want to call Brooks them. Brooks and Dunn. Um, yeah, Brooks and Dunn. I think even Jelly Roll. Always in favor of Brooks and Dunn collaboration. Oh yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty you know pretty good album. I I would rank it up there as. Uh, one of the be- better albums released this year. But in other albums that will be coming out soon, um, Chris Stapleton releases his album on the 10th of November. That's tomorrow. 
And it's, it's, well, it's, it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. So tomorrow at 11. Yeah, so um, that's uh, that'll be another big one that's coming down the line. Um, excited to hear that one. Uh, I think it's is it called White Horse or something like that. Yeah, that's I, I know that's uh, yeah I know some of the songs because he released that one early and White Horse is really good. Yeah, and uh, I like uh, I think I'm in love with you too. That's a good song, but um, yeah, that's uh, another one to be watching out for here in the next couple of days. I uh, had some really really high class music released here recently. We did, and back to songwriting. I don't even know if I want to say it. There was just one problem I had with Cody Johnson's new album, and y'all know me like. While the songs are playing, like I'm doing the research on like who wrote them and stuff like that, because I just I just like that to know who wrote them so I can get an idea of and like do research on. Them. That's really weird. That's like something Grant would do with UNA Athletics. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that this pebble was last thrown by a basketball player that's from 1968? That's something Grant would know, and like they frame the pebble like in the. I will say it is a little extreme because a few days after, um, me and Brody were riding around. I want to say it was the Saturday after. Um, was it Saturday when we were after the game, or was it maybe Monday night, or either way, it doesn't matter. We were um, we were riding in Florence, and uh, he was playing the new album, and he said, "You know, Cody Johnson didn't write this song." And I was like, "Oh, really?" No, I mean this is three or four days after it had been released, and then next song, you know, he didn't write this one either. Ian Munsick wrote this one, and I was like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I like to I like to research it and know who yeah. who writes the songs." But it bothers me because Cody Johnson did not write or co-write a single one of the songs on the album. And I understand, like, you get busy. Like, the man is touring constantly. Like, I can't imagine, like, how busy his life is. But I think maybe this is just an exception album because I did, of course, I did more research. And I watched a video of him explaining it. And the only reason he cut this album is because Ian Munsick and him were playing in their, their tour bus, you know, headed. Because Ian Munsick opened for him um, on one of his last tours. And Ian Munsick played him leather. And he was like, man, that's really good, like can I have that song? And he must was like, like just like release a single. He's like, no, like I want to cut an entire album around it. Like make that like the title. So that's where that came from. And then the rest of them, but like, um, I've talked to it with the, I think it was y'all and maybe a few other people, but it was like, this album is so much different than regular. Like usually we used to like, you know, rock and roll type of Cody Johnson. This is just like true, like mm -hmm. true Western country. True and, Western I, country. Yeah. and that's kind of funny you say that. I, um, I'm going to say I saw a video yesterday and it, it was, um, Cody Johnson talking about, uh, getting to be the, the cover of the Spotify album, Texas Country. Mm -hmm. And he kind of talks about what Texas Country means. And he goes into uh, talking about, I think it was uh, Willie Nelson, who was the first um, first guy to, to decide to go to Texas to cut an album versus in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And after that, he uh, talked Waylon Jennings into coming to Texas with him. And uh, then he talked about, you know, just some of where he got his inspirations from and things like that. And it was cool to hear him talk about, like, the – the meaning and the difference in Texas country and like Nashville country mm -hmm. and you know that sort of thing. So that was a uh, that was interesting. I'd never really you know something Brody would have liked. I probably should have sent it to him. You know, you should have because I didn't. I've never seen that video. I'm yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting it. for sure. And you know, guys, you know that new band um, from Florence is. I think they're releasing an album sometime in the spring, right? Oh, are they? Have you heard anything about uh, that? Oh, are they? You I'm... know, I mean, I don't know if that for sure, but um, they won Battle of the Bands, and um, they're called. The Rockin' River Bottom Band is their name. You know, you can follow them on Instagram really? and Facebook. Um, you know, they're playing gigs. Like, you know, if you want them for, you know, a party, birthday party, sorority, fraternity event, you know, you can, you know, message them on Instagram or Facebook. I, that's just what I've heard, you know. I've, you know, 
I've heard, you know, um, Jacob Davis plays for him. So is Mark Lowry, Will Gordon, Patrick Crummy. And some guy that they call uh, the man of a thousand voices and the five new miracle man and all this other stuff. I think he's their lead singer. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard of him before. He sounds like a pretty crappy guy. But, but yeah, I've heard that, you know, there's talks of, you know, maybe releasing an album in the spring, like an actual, like, original songs album. Yeah. Really, that's exciting, you know. You know, just we'll see. You know, with the we'll future. Have to keep holds. an eye on that. And just yeah, see they, they have a lot of plans with spring concert. Of it. You know, they have, you know they're they had their hands full with spring concerts. So, you know, we'll see if they announce anything. So definitely, yeah, be out on the uh, lookout for the for the Rock and River Bottom band coming up, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of us just kind of recapping everything that's happened. We haven't got to do an episode in a while, so it's been good to just get back and and kind of just fill everybody in, kind of kind of look back on what has happened but also look what's to come as well so thank you so much for listening to this episode don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms on instagram at grant and brody show on twitter at grant and brody or you can email us at grant email us with grant brody show at gmail.com don't forget the end don't forget the end so for jacob davis i'm grant wakefield and i'm brody graven and we'll see you next time on the grant brody show